special like honestly like celebrity guest the biggest get that we've ever had on the podcast just say hi you mean me yeah it's you oh wow this is it's is that crazy <laughs> i mean i don't know who you've had on the show before but uh, i'm assuming it's i don't want to not talk great about it. If, uh, <laughs> if i'm special well no guest. our our most popular guest is charles disney hi charles i am I'm not sure he's listening no one knows who i am you understand you understand that right I mean, I'm not, people know who you are. I'm not being sarcastic. No one knows who I am. You, <laughs> That's you, not true. You have to understand that. That's not true. I am. That is not true. I'm quite the opposite it's, of a famous a, person. Anyway, it's Dave Cyrus. Y- yeah. You say that like anyone there is like, oh, that's who that voice was. You have a distinctive voice. Well, yes, I do. But only a few hundred people have ever heard it. So okay. Well, people in comedy know who you are. I, not in a positive way. Oh, just stop. What does that mean? We're already getting into it. What? What? Or because why? I don't. I mean, <laughs> I assume it's not a completely positive. I mean, I don't. I think people know who I am. I don't think I'm not like a beloved comic or anything. So I don't. I well, get neither the, am I. I get the well, yeah, but I don't <laughs> describe you as one. So. <laughs> oh my god! All re- first off, before we started, you attacked me. Okay, with I, your Hollywood elitism. When you, you when you come in here, first off, let's just. All right, let's let's see where this is going. <laughs> I made a comment where I said I went to NYU, and you said you went to NYU. Yeah, and then you followed I'm it up from with, New York. You followed it up with foreign education. <laughs> well, I just wanted to clarify. I didn't know if you meant like I just I assumed you didn't mean like you went to school there. I thought no, you just I meant did like go to school there to NYU. Like you were bragging you'd been to the city. <sighs> I'm from New York. What'd you originally? Major in? Oh my God, this is where it's really going to get hairy, isn't it? <laughs> You're going to criticize me for this. We went to NYU. It's a good school. Yeah, it was a double major. Yeah. In <laughs> English and history. Oh, great. <laughs> what? No. What do I you mean, have to say about that? Well, I mean, English degrees can sometimes lead to work. I Well, I feel like history I, I've don't. used it the entire time I've been working. Now I want to see who, which of us knows more about history, since I did not go to. School I think for I it. think I know more. Okay, we'll see. What do you mean we'll see? That's none of the We're things that I. We're not going to do it on I... the air. I'm not going to have like a history test on the air. Even though okay. I, I mean, I know there are some things that I know that you don't, and some things that you know that I don't. You know, maybe. Well, I don't want to make this ho- this whole thing a <laughs> test. That's better, to, you know, to do in private. Yeah, but I am, I am from New York originally. Good for you, Queens. Yes, Flushing, Queens. Yes, both appropriate. What does that mean? Yeah, it's just a bad joke. <laughs> yeah, I am from New York. My parents are from. Do you listen to people when when you talk to them? By the way, mm-hmm. you do. Yeah. Oh, then you should know all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know you're from Queens. And my dad's from uh, Brooklyn. And you know what he said his uh, his biggest life regret was? What? 
uh, not joining the mafia. Well, I mean, the grass is always greener, isn't it? And uh, he obviously, well, he had connections to it, right? Yeah. Well, my my great uncle, I can say this. I don't know what, what you're willing to say about yourself or whatever, but my my great uncle was uh, a Bonanno crime family boss. No, yeah. I, I also have relatives in the Bonanno family. <laughs> Small world. Dead now, but you know, <laughs> 70s, 80s. Yeah, I have. A, right. It's in a book called The Wall Street Swindler. They talk about some family yeah. members of mine. I need to do more research on my uncle, but like we used to have this this framed photo of him in our house of him just like dead. He got shot through the eyes by a hitman. Okay. While he was eating lunch. And you framed the photo of his dead body. My dad framed it. You're talking No, I yeah, I did as a child, no. My dad my dad liked it. He you're, framed it. Right. And you're talk so wait, your your uncle who has the famous Great uncle by marriage. Great uncle was shot. What was his name? Carmine Galante. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, Galante. That's we're talking. You know who that is, right? It's a very, very famous photo. Yeah. 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 Cigar in his mouth still. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's uh, it's it's great lore. Congratulations. (laughs) Yeah, that is my my uncle by marriage. Very interesting. Well, my who killed him? Some hitman. I don't know. No, wasn't he killed by somebody famous also? Oh, I would have to look it up real quick. Uh, don't, don't. It's Why fine. not? I look up things all the time on the podcast. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it, you should be very proud of that. <laughs> of, of what? My having a internet. Famous, having a famous relative. Oh, I mean, there, I have other like things going on in my family. My, uh, my cousin dated Vin Diesel. Wow. That's not easy. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> his real name? No, your cousin's oh, name. Oh, my cousin. Did you say his? Shut up. <laughs> are we not allowed to? Her are name. Afraid of, are we afraid of a lawsuit or something? Are Her we... name. It's a Hollywood podcast. I feel like we can talk about what's going on. Her name is mm. Natalie. Okay. What was her birth name? <laughs> Natalie. Okay. No, I've, I've... <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you're. I know what you're trying to say. Okay. Oh, hold on. It's okay. So here are the people who who murdered my great uncle. Uh huh. Those involved in the murder were later identified as Anthony Bruno Indelicato, Dominic Trinquera, Dominic Napolitani. How do you say that? I can't pronounce that. And uh, Luis Gio Giogenetti. You are terrible Italian. You know that. I guarantee you. Because I, could... I can't say one Italian name. Well, it was actually half the names you tried to say that, that you gave up on. Look. It, listen, I'm actually pretty good at um, pronouncing. I do have an English degree. <laughs> pretty good at pronouncing things. Maybe you should have gotten an Italian Enunciating degree. Enunciating things. No, I actually, well, you know, I took Spanish for nine years in school. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Do you speak it? I speak enough. Well, nine years, you really should have some <laughs> some grasp of the language. I was I was fluent when I went to Spain. Okay. For study abroad. Okay. And that was 10 years ago. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, now I speak enough where like I where I work at this law firm where I work at where we have a lot of people who speak Spanish. Um I can he- understand everything they're saying, you know, but I just can't always like formulate the correct response. I believe you. You know, but people always assume I don't speak Spanish. There's actually this new receptionist we got recently who, like, she made this, like, weird comment to me. And if she's listening, hey, great, thanks. Because I actually have a a lot of people listen to this who aren't comics. I don't know what's going on. I have fans. Good for you. (laughs) Yeah. 
but I get comments on the podcast like from my coworkers and like other people. I don't know. Anyway, so she she told me she was like, you know what's funny is you don't look totally white, but you totally talk like a white girl. And I was like, yeah, thank you. That's nice. I mean, you're not 100 percent white. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah, it's good for people. You know, no one wants to be one thing. Right. Yeah. No, I am on my mom's side. I am Puerto Rican and Cuban and Spanish. Right. So you're you're only like half half white, a little more than half white. Right. Good for you. You can make something of yourself. You know, it's it's a very skewed world. (laughs) I guess. I don't know. Well, according to the websites I've seen, uh, by being not white, you're eligible for a lot more government assistance. You know, you'd be surprised. That's just something I, I read on Stormfront. <laughs> what well, like that? Uh, that white people aren't allowed to get welfare, according to the. Uh, Who said that? To, uh, so, some neo-Nazi website I go to. Oh my god! You look at a neo-Nazi website. What to stay informed? One? No, I, I mean. You look at all of them. Well, the problem is they. It's <laughs> so hard to get a username for them. Like they're really paranoid about people like pretending, and I don't really have the time to. I don't really want to put in the work. Oh, wait. So you mean you have to, like, create, like, a login to be able to, like, look at all of their shit? No, to be able to, like, talk to them. Oh. And uh, it's just it's just more work. It's more work than it's worth to, like, just to get to the conversation that you want to later, like, publish. So I've tried. I've had problems before trying to, like, get in with Nazis. It's like they're, they're so paranoid. <laughs> I've never heard anybody say that sentence ever well, there's in my a, life. There's a California, like, American... Not a Nazi party, but like they, they're, they're, you know, as pussyfooting around it as possible. They call themselves like some kind of American, you know, fascist thing. And I was trying to like get a meeting with them. And then I found out that one of them knew me already uh, from, from from my Brickstone videos. Right. I met him like at another protest. So if I had shown up, he would have like definitely recognized me and that could have been bad. So, I mean, I'd still like to. But the problem is, I feel like in the last few years... Um, it's a lot more likely that I'll get like killed for this than when I used to do hate groups. I used to like interview a lot of hate groups and stuff, but they were all like kind of pussies about it. Whereas now I feel like if I was shot, most of like a lot of people would, would say that it was justified. For, like, oh my God. Well, I feel like a lot of people on the, on the right would sort of defend killing someone for what they say. Sure. I mean, the people on the left do that too. I'm just not saying the things that they'd want to kill me for. We have a lot of anti-free speech right now. Yeah. And I'm sort of a guy who believes that speech should be free. And we have that's a left and right problem. People right. really want to sanitize the information they can receive. No, that's true. Yeah, don't get killed. All right. What are you doing? <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. Is it yeah. worth it? I mean, no. I mean, for me it is, yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, whenever I did, like, protests in the past, I kind of wanted it to get physical. I didn't want to, like, do anything. I for just what want reason? To be bigger video. I mean, oh, I, for the attention. Well, when I was doing yeah. like Westboro videos, I mean, at some point after they stopped like wanting to actively talk to me, then it became a matter of is there something I can say that will get this guy to throw a swing? Because I mean, you've seen Westboro like people in their protest; they are in terrible physical condition. So at best, <laughs> they're just withering. If away. he does hit me, it's not really going to do anything. It's yeah. going to be totally worth it for like the fact that like I'll be seen getting hit. One of these people, and then and then the question is, do I hit them back? Because I feel like if I hit them back, I kind of lose the crowd a little bit. But uh, I, I don't know. I might. The, the mic is really heavy. My mic that I use. So is you like would super. use that as like a. I don't want to. I just feel like I would. 
Like, I feel like in the moment I would. Well, you would probably, I don't know. Well, they, I mean, you don't know how you react until you're in those, like, situations. Yeah, but, I mean, the, the, the truth is they never throw a punch because Westboro is very disciplined. They're very strict about not getting physical. And then when I've done other hate groups, they were usually surrounded by so many people on my side that they were kind of terrified of getting physical because then they don't want to get beaten to death because like at gay pride parades, I would do those every year and I would interview the people protesting against them. I mean, there is a palpable kind of fear that they are worried that they might just get overrun by the, you know, by the normal people in the parade, even though that's never going to happen, but they've been taught that like gays are so violent and dangerous that they have to be afraid of that. I don't know if you ever heard of chick chick tracts uh yeah those yeah. little comic books they put yeah. in like laundromats yeah one of my favorite ones was the one where uh they're they're supposed to be like these moral stories but sometimes they don't really have a more uh, they don't have like a morality play behind what they're saying like with mm-hmm. gay people it's really hard to argue why we should be stopping them from doing something so for theirs it was just oh gay people if you go to their parades and say i believe in god they'll beat you to death and the cops will help them and that's what happened in this chick track the guy was trying to like save people from from going to hell because they're gay mm-hmm. and so they beat him nearly to death and then he was in the hospital and that's and, and the moral of the story was and that's why you shouldn't be gay because you'll 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 be, you'll be more violent to straight people because that's i mean that is a real problem we've had over the course of like history what uh, straight men getting hunted down and beaten up by gay guys. Is it? Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing with being trans. Uh, throughout <laughs> history, normal straight people have been at a distinct uh, danger of being hunted down uh, for not being trans throughout history or, or not being gay. Right. But yeah, chick tracks are actually awesome. Accurate. Uh, you guys, if you guys can get a hand, anyone who hears, I'm, I'm talking like people listening. But if you can get a chance what? to listen to chick tracks, <laughs> to, to read those, to they're so awesome. One time, I uh, I felt I called the company and told yeah. them I was starting a ministry in West Hollywood and I needed like a lot of them to start mm-hmm. giving them out, and they sent me a box. It was awesome. They are so brutally racist when they get into other races, and like one of them was about like trying to teach Mexican people to believe in Jesus. Oh my god. Because they're all Catholic, which means they're all right. going to hell according to the chick tracks. You have to become a born again, not a Catholic. You have to be born again Christian. Of course. Oh god. And uh they had it was about this uh Hispanic guy who was like a gang member and he had to like see the light and go to Jesus. Mm-hmm. But because he was going to become Christian, the other gang members were going to like torture him to make him back to being Catholic. Mm-hmm. And one of them told him uh you're going to tell him he's going to die. He said, you're going to be having a taco supreme in heaven tonight, which was like the uh, most perfect. Oh my God. It was such a, a perfect way of explaining what this guy thinks Mex- Mexicans are. Yeah. That he's trying to reach out to them. Mm-hmm. Like this is his way of getting them on his side. Be like, I, I understand your people. You eat taco supremes. Oh, my God. That's so... <laughs> It was pretty great. The uh-huh. black, the, the ones with black people are even worse. Yeah, don't tell me about those. He draws. <laughs> he dra- this guy, this ninety-year-old artist, draws black people. Oh no! Like, like he's never like like he's only seen them in like etchings from the from like slavery eras. Oh no! His drawings of black people are so brutally racist. And, yeah, and like unrealistically. Like, I don't. This might sound. You the mean wrong like way. mammy type stuff, like. Yeah, but like so much detail. He's actually a good illustrator. <laughs> I went to school for illustration. I could say the guy does draw well. Yeah. He just, I think, has never seen a black or Hispanic person in real life. Right. Where does he live? 
I don't remember. I'm going to say somewhere below the Mason-Dixon line. But he's, uh, I, I don't know if the guy's still alive. But yeah, the Chick Tracks are just, they're just the best. They teach you why you shouldn't believe in dinosaurs. Oh, and why is that? Because, um, <laughs> because we ate them all. No, 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 there were dinosaurs, but we lived the same time as dinosaurs. And what, we... And humans hunted them. And we hunted them. Yeah. Gigantic dinosaurs. Yeah, primitive humans hunted every dinosaur to extinction. That yeah. could have eaten Not humans. one made it through. Not one survived. Right. Yeah, no, they, 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 they deserve it. I've given away a lot of things that I've done in my private life that people could get revenge on me for here, which is good. Because now I kind of, since I can't go to them, I want them to come to me. I don't know what that means. That's very vague. Well, I, I, <laughs> well, before I was like working in TV, I was doing a lot of videos where I would just find and harass hate groups. Right. And I just don't have the, the patience to go fly anywhere. So I kind of want them to come to me. You want them to come to you in New York? Well, they never go there anymore. <laughs> Westboro like stays in Kansas now. They're just such They do? Pansies. I haven't heard anything out no, of they, them. The, I saw them referred to recently as a group that used to protest funerals. They still protest funerals, but like they're not even no no one even knows anymore. That's right. what's so great about it, right? Like, the, what's the point of me like doing videos of them when like nobody cares when a third of the country is them now anyway? Yeah, it's they're indistinguishable from everyone who just worships Trump now anyway. Mm. Are you still? Um, I saw you posted about this on Facebook, but did you? Are you still like on that Trump dating website to like troll people? Well, I didn't actually like pay. To use it. Oh, it co- how to, much like, does it con- cost? It's like 20, 30 Way bucks a much. month. And I and I would pay for that if I believed that there were real people on it. But so <laughs> many of the profiles I found were fake looking. Were black women in New York that I'm a hundred percent sure we're all trolling each other. I don't think any of the New York ones are real people. Okay. Because I got like a few likes like from random places. But like I said, it was mostly black women in New York, and I'm just like yeah, they those women probably all agree with me about why we're on the site, and I we we would just be wasting each other's time, both trying to look like Trump supporters. Sure, but oh then again, God. we might actually date. So, who? Uh, any girl who wanted to get on the Trump dating site to troll people seems like someone I would actually get along with. So, you're actually making me rethink this. But I but I, I was oh. doing it for you know for making fun <laughs> of people purposes. I I still will. Mm. Okay. Yesterday I was talking with somebody about the um oh god, who which was the girl who got paid was it Stormy Daniels who got paid $130,000? Yeah. To have sex with Donald Trump? Well, That's insane no. No, to no, no, me. no. Stormy Daniels, just like every other woman who has acknowledged an affair with Donald Trump, has specifically said he tried to pay me, but I said no. Stormy was paid $130,000 to not talk about it. Oh, to not talk about it. But she claims, along with the Playboy model, they both said the same thing. He tried to pay Audra me. Audra whatever. Yeah, he tried to pay me and I said no because I'm not that kind of girl. You know, she's a porn star, but she was attracted to Donald Trump for nothing to do with his money. And she didn't She didn't want his money. I think she, it's was, a, she was attracted to Donald Trump. It's an interesting thing that they say he always <laughs> tries to pay them and every single one of these sex workers has said no to it. Which, you know, if they did take the money, I'm okay with them saying, you know, well, somebody was it. asking me, somebody asked me yesterday, like, would you have sex with Donald Trump for $130,000? I was like, no. <laughs> like, that is, that's like, no. Yeah? No. Really? Yeah, really. That's not enough. Would you have sex with anyone else for 130000 Well, 
I don't know. Give me an example. No, I mean, literally anyone else. Anyone? Yeah. You mean like in, you know, that what's that movie with uh, Indecent Proposal? <laughs> no, I'm saying <laughs> Robert if was, Redford. Is there anyone else you can think of you would say no to for that money? <laughs> that I would say no to? Like if you exclude like the Harvey Weinsteins and like the other monsters, if it was just a guy who looked like Trump. Uh, just a guy who looks like him? What if it was one of Trump's impersonators offered you... Like a comic? <laughs> no, what if one of Trump's impersonators offered you $65,000? And he looks just like Trump. He's the same age. And, and what are the rules here? He's still dressed like Trump, but he's not him. Is there... There's no mouth kissing, right? The man is paying you $65,000. To do what? To make love to him. You're not going to... No, if, he's going to... If you're going to make that kind of money, you're going to have to at least kiss the guy, for fuck's sake. That's Let's... not necessarily true. You are the you are a terrible prostitute. <laughs> I'm a bad person. You, I said prostitute. You oh, are, I'm a bad prostitute. You are the worst. But you know, in Pretty Woman, Julia Roberts, you know, her rule was no kissing on the mouth. Yeah, she was cheap as fuck. She was paying. She was getting. Like, <laughs> she was getting. She was getting like fifty dollars Johns. I'm talking about sixty six sixty five thousand dollars here. This is real money. This is life changing money. Sixty five thousand. You should not, at least fucking like kiss. Not that much. I mean, for you. What does that mean? How do you know? <laughs> What? I'm gonna make an educated assumption. What are your What's your that, assumption? That sixty grand would be life changing money for you. <laughs> I mean, for God's sake, the five hundred dollars that the winner of the of the the comedy store roast battle tournament got five hundred dollars, and that was life changing money. Oh, that wouldn't change my life. Well, change Brian Vokey's. <laughs> Hi, Brian. He's not listening. I unfollowed him on Instagram after that. What? <laughs> after he won. <laughs> yeah. Why? I just felt like because he wasn't following me back, and I felt like, oh, it. well, yeah. I mean, is that rude? No, no, that's exactly he's rude. Should, that's what you should be doing. I mean, you know how long I've been friends with that guy. He's not little, and pump. he doesn't he follow doesn't... me on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not like famous. Rude. Like, shouldn't follow back his friends. I've known him for like four years. Yeah, no, I like to when someone doesn't follow me back, I like to just unfollow them and refollow them every day until they do every or, day or until they bring it up. Oh, no, I've I've done that repeatedly with people where I like I'll unfollow. Them. Well, it's a long story. It's a whole I'm very petty when it comes to stuff like that. You should be. I should. No, no, no. We should all be petty when it comes to like friends following <laughs> us back, because the second you let someone be someone, you know, personally, when you the second you allow them to receive your following and not follow them back, that's a sociopath. That's a that sociopath. Is some, that is someone that you should never speak to again. I don't know about that. If this is someone who is not famous <laughs> and they expect you to, to follow them and they don't want to return <laughs> that, no matter how cloying <laughs> and abrasive and grating yeah. your Twitter is, they still owe it to you. They can just mute you and still follow you. I honestly, I honestly agree. But yeah. Thank you. Comics are mentally ill. We need to, <laughs> you need to constantly criticize them. I'm not them. mentally ill. Okay. What is that? He's giving me a look, people. I'm just looking at you and not speaking. <laughs> That's not a look. No, I'm it saying is com a look. Comics all have rampant narcissism that you have to constantly tamp down by making fun of them. And I actually have them. my narcissism like under control now. Oh. I used to be way That's more really narcissistic. That's really impressive the way you've managed to <laughs> personally control your narcissism. Would you say that you're better at controlling your narcissism than the other narcissists? Would you say that you have like sort of an advantage over them, like because you figured it out in a way that none of them have? Answering that question will just make me seem more narcissistic. That's a trap. No, I just want you to be honest. Uh, you know, I'm. No, I. You know what? We've talked about this a little bit, but I've had a lot of like personal experience dealing with like 
like actual like serious like narcissists, like malignant narcissists, you know? Right. That's how you're able to recognize that there's something about you that's special compared to them that you have. You figured out a way of harnessing the narcissism. Uh, in a way, so sort of the opposite of malignant is what you. I'm you feeling saying. attacked. Uh, so, <laughs> no, no, you should be proud. You've done something. No, that's... listen. When I was in high school, I was so fucking narcissistic. Like, like I thought I was like amazing. I look. I had to have some humblings in my life, and I did. So, oh, good, good. I went through all of that, and all... plus, I've been in like so much therapy where I've talked about all this stuff and all these issues. But my dad was like a serious, serious narcissist. Like he was just like horrible to everybody yeah that makes sense does it yeah yeah i mean he's uh he was a nephew of a uh, murdered mob boss he's <laughs> gotta be, he's gotta you know feel very powerful full of himself oh he was full of himself and you know what his favorite thing to say i'll like this is the funniest thing i've only started just talking about this on stage it's so funny where he like every year like on his birthday or near his birthday he would say how old he was turning he would be like i'm 72 years old and then he would follow it up with and I've got nothing to show for it. And like he never had like any like appreciation. And he would look directly at you as he said it. <laughs> yes. yes. He would like he would, yeah like and you know he had me and my sister and my mom like and and like I'm you know I'm not trying to like build myself up again but like me and my sister are like really like you know smart strong like powerful women and like he raised us somehow. And he doesn't give a fuck about that, you know? Well, I mean, maybe he's... Well, maybe we're like that because, well, we recognize that he something was wrong well, with probably, him at a young age. He probably wants you to make something of yourself, and so he calls you nothing because he feels like that's going to motivate you. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because, like, there were, there were some people back in Colorado where I grew up. That's, that is where I grew up. And that, yes, that's why I talk like this. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as my coworker said, talk like a white girl, whatever. But because <laughs> I, I do have like a southwestern United States accent, if people know what that sounds like. Do you have you ever? Well, yeah, heard I, that? I also don't know what a non-white person who was raised in America is supposed to sound like. Well, no, that's a whole thing, too. Like when she said that, I was kind of like, oh, OK, like what? Like, what do you want me to sound like? Because I'm, I'm willing to bet that there's a lot of like Hispanic people where you came from who sound like you. Well, yeah, but everybody in Colorado kind of like talks like me. It's kind of like this yeah. long, like drawn out, like yeah, you have an vowels. accent where you're from. I mean, I have plenty of friends from New York or L.A. who are different races. But they all sound alike. Right. Now, um, did she just think that everyone is? Did she think you were supposed to sound like a chola or something? I have what was no she idea. I have no idea. This girl's weird. Anyway. Oh, sorry. If you're listening. Sorry. <laughs> I won't say her name. Oh, but anyway, um, so back in Colorado, there were like some people who I knew who used to like work with my dad and they used to tell me that he was like really proud of me and he never, ever said that to me. He never said, I'm proud of you to me. They were probably just being polite. <laughs> is that what it is? I mean, what are you going to, I mean, what are you going to tell the, you know, the... is that what, it, no, I really, no, I think that he really did say stuff about me to other people that I didn't know about. Well, he probably figured there's more benefit of saying it to them than you. Because then when he says it to them, he gets to look like a, a loving father. He says it to you and you'll start to slack off on trying to make something of yourself. Yeah. I, I really shouldn't have done that. I mean, that, that is why he's not telling you. He thinks I that, haven't spoken to my father in a long time. Okay, so it's working. <laughs> yeah, he sent me a birthday message this year, though. Wow. That's nice of him. On LinkedIn. 
What? <laughs> he sent me a birthday message on LinkedIn. Why would he? Why would he do that? I don't know. Because is that, the, is that the only way he can contact you? No, he usually emails me. But yeah. I'm he he has even when we were growing up, he didn't know my exact birthday. He'd always be like, "Oh, it's the it's the twenty the twenty ninth, right?" I'm like, "No." If it's your not dad, the 29th. if your dad is using LinkedIn as his means of <laughs> communication with people socially, yeah. he is going to kill himself. <laughs> No, he's not. He's way too narcissistic to kill himself. Uh, okay, but he's 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 using LinkedIn socially to like con- to like talk to people. I don't know. Wait, listen. That's a cry for help. That's a cry for help. I don't think so. Yeah, no. Plus, he lives in a foreign country, so I have no. I mean, I don't. Know. He he left five years ago, and he's never coming back. Oh, I see. What? So he's afraid. So LinkedIn is one of the ways he can contact Oh, I don't know about that. He lives in Thailand. Without it being like... Have I told you this? He no. lives in Thailand. Wow. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Why? Uh, because anytime someone says their elderly father has moved to Thailand <laughs> for the rest of his life... There's really a short list of reasons why that could be. And they're okay. all and what do you sad. Th- what are they? Uh, well, it could be a combination. He could either be... Uh, wanted in the United States, mm-hmm. or he wants easy access to low to, to low to cost. Low uh, cost. Well, he probably lives Come in Cambodia, <laughs> so that he can go to. I mean, he lives in Bangkok, so we can go to Cambodia. He does go to Cambodia. Yeah. So yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, that was my guess. Okay. And he lives in Bangkok, so we can go to Cambodia and buy. Well, you rent can say it. something. <laughs> That you, you can't really it. that you can't really get in this country without getting into uh, trouble. So hey, look the the important thing is he's not doing it he to has American a children. No, I, he's actually a patriot that he's he's doing it to foreign <laughs> children, and not not to the Americans. It's actually oh it's oh my god, it's, sort of like, it's like the movie <laughs> Happiness where the guy would never do it to his uh, own son. I never saw that. Well, the guy, uh, he was a child molester, and, oh. and, but he doesn't he doesn't molest his own son because he's a good father. In the same way that your dad is a good American. <laughs> no, he's, I won't say what he's doing. Well, it could be drugs. For. No, no, it could be drug smuggling. I, I, I respect that. No, it's not drugs. I know exactly what it is. It's not, he's not there for uh, gender reassignment. Nope. Because I know people who went there for that, too. It's no. much cheaper there, and they, they know what they're doing, obviously. It would explain a lot of his anger if that was the case. No, none of that. Well, kind of your first guess was right. Okay, just do me a favor. Ask your dad what he thinks of Svei Pak. Of what? It's the part of Cambodia where all the kids are. <laughs> I saw a documentary. I, I'm not going to ask him that. If he if he knows... My dad, you know, my dad, like, he's always been... Like, can I, like, even though he... My parents didn't... They're still technically married. And my dad didn't leave until I was 25. Mm-hmm. But, like... I feel like he should have left years before that, you know, because I was already so like detached from him in every way. Um, He was just always very like mysterious in some ways. And I can say like, I don't even really know who he is now. And so one of the things I was thinking about was going to Thailand to basically like see him before he dies. Well, he's uh... (laughs) a... He kept he keeps telling me he has all the stuff to tell me before he dies, but he's gonna be seventy five. 
Yeah, so he's hopefully going to die soon, and now you're... you're Not hopefully! (laughs) Sorry, I was just putting words in your mouth. But yeah, I mean, he. you should just ask him what it is, because it sounds like he doesn't really have anything to say if he's not talking to you anymore. And he's talking to you on LinkedIn, he obviously doesn't want you to see it. (laughs) He just wants proof that he tried. He's just... No, he's just very... I don't know. Like, ever since I was like a little kid, he was always like traveling around the world and like like he lived and worked in, in like so many different like he lived in um where like Amsterdam, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, uh, China. He was in Vietnam and Cambodia for a while. He's like he's been everywhere. Like okay. he's traveled the world. Oh, Japan. He was in and he was in Vietnam in during the war. He was in the Navy. Oh, he was, uh, well, the Navy is a good one to be in. Right. There there was less stuff to see. He did tell me that he did see a monk. He did see a monk. um, What do you call it? A mollify? What do you call it when they set themselves on fire? Emulate. Thank you. Emulate. (laughs) Thank you. I should have known that word. Yes. Well, you know, English major and all. Shut up. (laughs) Hey, I, I specialized in uh 19th century american literature and oh. uh what kind of history do you specialize in oh um more like european history like 19th 20th century european world war ii was like one of my so big late european focal history. points i chinese history okay so you you your, your specialty what you went to school for like 20th and 19th well, I didn't, century. You didn't really European, have to choose European a specialty, history. but like those were the areas where I always like found myself going back to over and over again. And that's, but and, that's an area you'd be comfortable Yeah, like er, early 20th century American history, like turn of the century type stuff. Yeah. So like, why did World you War think? One. Okay. So that's stuff you would World know. We can talk about stuff. Like, why did you think Hitler refused to believe that the invasion was going to be at the Pas de Calais? Why do you have to like thrust these these questions? I adhered as specifically <laughs> as I could to your comfort zone. <laughs> Look, it's not it's not like I've been like That's okay. That's you know, okay. going into history. I am stuff perfectly like happy recently. to change the subject. I'm gonna change the I subject. I just wanted to make a point about college hmm. in general. Oh, that it's it's worthless? <laughs> not for everyone. I mean, I learned to paint, so yes, it was for me. <laughs> Not for everyone. I think I got a great education. Then answer the Pas de Calais question. The Pas de Calais? What is that? I would have to oof. look that up. Oh, boy. What do you mean, oof, oh, boy? <laughs> I just, I'm just saying, if you were, if you specialize in 20th century European history, <laughs> it was a, that, was a, that was a softball. <laughs> that was a softball? Yes. Oh, my God. Look. I could, and I, by the way, I, anything you say now, you've already just Googled it. So anything you say now is. I'm not, I didn't Google it. I didn't even know what you said. Can you, what is it? Uh, it's not, <laughs> we don't have to get into it. The, um, pa, the Pas de Calais uh, was the passage between uh, Europe and, and uh, mainland Europe and England where Hitler thought the invasion was going to come because they tricked him into thinking it was going to come there so that when they went to Normandy, the troops oh, would be there. this is. When that... Don't act like you just remembered <laughs> it. Don't act like I just reminded you of something you knew already. No, this is that movie took place over that time period. The one that yes, came out recently, wait, wait, the Darkest yes, Hour. That movie, that World War Two movie. Shut up. That one movie. Oh my God! About You're the invasion a, you know, of Normandy. You cyberbully me enough. Okay. 
Now this is just real life. Not answering. <laughs> not answering messengers. what? Not, an- not answering every messenger message I get from you is not cyberbullying. That's you. not true. <laughs> I'm not even saying that. Okay. Well, I don't. Cyberbullying is public. I don't. I've never bullied anyone. I don't think cyberbullying is public. Okay. I'm being facetious when I say that. Oh, good, good. Because I mean, you said it like in private too. Guys, just, I'm you... gonna cut this part out. <laughs> yeah, cut it what? out. No, no, you're just. I'm what? You're sensitive. Yeah, I'm extremely sensitive. About, you know, so you're sensitive about being ridiculed via text. And no, that's not true. Okay, good. I'll keep doing it. <laughs> that is that is like absolutely not true because I I'm usually I'm usually the ridiculer. Yeah, man. I'm <laughs> I'm the reason I bring that because I'm usually the one who's like cyberbullying people. And also, like, I don't really bully you. I've never made fun of the many things about you that I feel are deserving. Uh, and not, I mean, no, I, I don't dislike what you. things. Uh. There are a few things that I do think you sh- that like you could stand to be what? Uh, you could stand to have less confidence in what I don't know the power of crystals. <laughs> they they don't have powers. The belief in like, why there's not a belief. There's not a how do I explain this to you? First off, just because you don't think about anything like that like you're not into any of that stuff i get that that's fine that's your oh no i am into it i'm into it in the sense that i think it should be abolished and (laughs) people's minds should be freed of this prison where they believe that the alignment of the stars affects whether they they get a job or not listen we're in a mercury retrograde right now yeah i know which is that's why this you know why we're having a communication problem right now yeah that's why bad things happen right because no, that's no, that's not it. That's not what it is. First off, uh, Mercury is in the sixth house of Aquarius for me. <laughs> the look on Dave's face right now was so funny. You know, if I started talking about <laughs> like, at, at, so basically, that affects health, wellness, and day to day goings on, and that's why the last few days I've had like really serious annoyances with just like day-to-day like bullshit like my car getting towed was like, because mercury is in retrograde <laughs> well it was because some fucker in my neighborhood was having a party and there were like cars like parked everywhere and people were like parked on red lines and like i don't want to get into that it's a long story but yeah, no, it is part of that. It is like part of like a everything a bad disturbance. That happens. No, it's not bad. Wow, it's not bad. It's not bad. You're like just like putting well, words in my you mouth. Got towed. You said you got towed because of because of where Mercury is. <laughs> no, I got towed because it was partially blocking somebody's private driveway, allegedly. Right. Allegedly. Okay. Well. My point is... I'm too confident in my belief in crystal. And it's not a belief. It's not a belief. Okay. You're acting like it's my religion or something. Well, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't respect that either. But it's kind of a religion. No, it's not. Astrology is I'm not like religious. a religion. Well, but astrology is like a religion. I'm agnostic. That's fine. But you do, be- but you believe in like astrology, though. So you believe in. I, something I no, it's not a belief. It, exactly like astrology, is- astrology is more like a, a metaphor type thing. So you don't believe in it. The word "believe" is what I have trouble with. I mean, you understand that most people believe in astrology. Actually, do believe that it's affecting things. 
that no 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 i don't think it's affecting things i think that i ultimately have control over things do you read your horoscope no do you okay so why you mean like every day no uh, do, but you do <laughs> i what? have in the past but i don't okay usually no okay so you don't believe in astrology in any way you don't believe it's real no i you're, Pick a side. The words you're using are problematic because it's because you don't want to have to. No, because to it's it's a it's a metaphorical sort of like map. Is anyone looking at it as metaphorical? Yes, as entertainment. I or, am. I thought, and my was... and my friend Lisa. So why? we just talked about it. Why? Okay. I just my understanding is that most people believe in astrology in the sense that they think it's they think there's something real to it. There is, and there isn't. Okay, what's happening And this now, is a very Virgo thing of just, you to be saying. <laughs> you're just trying to like not have to. That's not make, true. You're just, you're just trying to not make a definitive statement so that I can't continue making fun of you either way. What are the other things that you think I'm too confident in? Oh, that's enough. That's enough? Yeah, yeah, the astrology You don't want to disturb me any further? <laughs> no, the astrology and the crystals is, is, is more than enough uh, to feel like you need to be reprogrammed. I mean, I used to work. I need to be reprogrammed. I used to work in the industry. Uh, I work. Hold on. Pause right there. I'm going to. You used to manage a psychic phone hotline, right? Yeah. Okay. That's. Well, those are. Those people are bullshit. Yeah. Because there's no such thing as being psychic as in reading somebody's mind. There's no such thing. Well, that's not what psychic is. That's telepathy. Psychic is knowing the future. Yeah, and if that's they were, not real either. Honestly, if they were reading people's minds, it would be still a scam. That's not really. See, I think there's a real misnomer about what a psychic is and what a psychic is supposed to do. Yeah, a psychic is someone who lies to people for money. Okay, Dave, ninety-eight percent of the people who say they're psychic aren't. Well, they, I believe that. I think. I but the word psychic, I think, is interchangeable with empathic. Well, that's a new thing. That's only happened since empathic the is more movies. like reading. <laughs> Since the X-Men movies, they started referring to telepaths as psychic, which is bullshit. Psychic means future. No. Telepath means reading minds. Telekinetic means moving things with your mind. The fact that people start calling like Professor X a psychic has confused people. Psychic means future. Do they call Professor X a psychic? Yes. Really, I've never heard that. It's because they just realized it, was, it sounded better than t telepath, and it really upsets me. No, he's a telepath. Yeah. And uh, what's his face? His telekinetic. Who? guy or no he's magnetic <laughs> yes magneto. <laughs> magneto um okay so no so some people are empathic and like i don't have this but i'm very like i can definitely sense like evil energy in people like for sure and i've been right like a lot of times yeah uh-huh by empathic you mean i'm not empathic well <sighs> It, it, it means like just an ability to like sense other people's energies to the point where it affects your own emotions is okay. basically what it is. Okay. What? You don't think that's possible? I mean, it's possible that it's just like being observant. That could be part of it. I don't think sure. there's an element of telepathy to it. I'm not saying that it's telepathic. Okay. You're just putting words in my mouth. Well, you're just keeping these too vague for me to like specifically ridicule. <laughs> Because you want to ridicule me. Well, for this. I mean, when I worked at a psychic hotline, I became disgusted with what I found the industry to be. Yeah, and I would too. But it was also a big part of it was astrology. Okay. And that 
I didn't really see much of a difference. It was just more ways of trying to give scared people a framework with which to feel like they can be in control of their future. Well, you know, okay, so something you just said right there is very important. Fear is usually what dictates people who were you know reliant on all these things yeah but i'm not i'm not a fearful person at all fear of the unknown uh, i have no fear of the unknown dread you know existential dread well it's yeah it's there to just let people have a false feeling that there's a there's a mechanism controlling the world and the world is not chaotic it's the exact same reason people believe in conspiracy theories no but i think there is a combination of order and chaos in the world don't you think well, yes, sure, there, it, those both exist, but I'm talking about the idea that individuals have this intense fear of the chaos of the world, not in a, but more how it relates to them, and that's why people believe in conspiracies and astrology. There are two different ways that people can create a false framework that makes the world make sense in a much more simplistic way than it really is. People are terrified. I mean, religion too. Religion. I is- think. That, well, isn't people's ultimate fear? I uh, personally, I think that the ultimate peer- fear that people have is death. Right. Yeah. Like people are afraid to die. Yeah. And that's where all of these things come from. Uh, but religion, obviously, specifically, is built on the idea of manipulating people's uh, dread of death. Whereas astrology, well, yeah, no, but it's this whole thing about like, oh, well, you have to do penance, otherwise you're going to go to hell, and blah blah blah. And you know, I was raised Catholic, and we had this, and I and I I need to find where this guy is. This is going to be great. So I had a Sunday school teacher named Coach Scott who wanted to be called Coach Scott, and he was, oh my god, he was so creepy. But um, he had like a little like pencil mustache, and he allegedly coached girls volleyball at St. Mary's High School. But anyway, so he would like come into Sunday school class, and he would like draw this diagonal line on the chalkboard, and he'd be like at the top he'd write heaven, and at the bottom he'd write hell. And we keep in mind we were seven years old or eight years old. Third grade was like eight years old. So he goes this is heaven and this is hell and he and then he'd like take the chalk and like point it right there he goes most of you are going here (laughs) and then like kid these are like little kids i remember one kid who was like crying and he like was fucking crying and he grew up to be like you know like a football jock like most popular guy in school he was like crying in sunday school class because he thought he was going to go to hell and i'm sitting there eight years old already knowing that this was bullshit like i already knew that like i one of the things i used to think about when i was like around that age seven or eight i would like lay in bed and in my head this is this is one of the things i used to think about as a kid i would think that the idea of being eternally conscious sounded like the scariest thing in the world. Well, I mean, it's just this idea that people want to live forever. Out of that's that's crazy. Fear. Like you wouldn't beg for death eventually. That's so crazy. Yeah, I mean, you're, it's a world where you have none of the things from life that made you not want to die. And you're just going to be there. I remember right. people. I remember I used to hang out with some evangelical kids in high school. And they would describe heaven as like... They, they would try to say, like, well, you know, I mean, I would miss basketball, but I wouldn't want to play basketball because I'd be so close to God. I would just be oh my God. constantly in joy. And I'm like, you're describing heroin. You're just, <laughs> you're just describing what it's like to be a heroin That's addict. so funny. Where you're not going to want to do anything else because you're constantly just in euphoria. That is literally what what doing Oxycontin is. is right. Which is, by the way, awesome. 
I just tried Oxycontin the other day. No, you it, didn't. Well, I had to. No. Uh, it, Why? Well, I had a, I had, a, I had a thing. But man, Ugh. I never. Ta- I've never taken like any kind of like recreational uh, like pills. Mm-hmm. And uh, it actually is, feels really good. Don't. Have you had it? It's great. No, I won't because I have a boyfriend who died from pills. Oh, it's <laughs> the best. Well, Stop. He knew what was up. He did know what was up. It actually feels wonderful. God, I dumped him for a reason related to that. But and, then, and then he died? Not the pills. No, we were together when he died. Oh. We were back together, but I had dumped him like, like eight months before that because, well, I didn't know he was back on pills. But no, now I know. Well, the reason I, whenever I he was on pills, we couldn't have sex. Right. Like there was, there was just like no sex ever, and like he and I would get frustrated, and he'd be like, I don't, I don't know. It I, was didn't, very I didn't know that. I tried having sex on when I was on Vicodin for my wisdom teeth coming out, <laughs> and uh, it we had sex. It just became like impossible to finish. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I mean, I did. It just it took way way much more work than it was worth. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess some people would think that as as an advantage, but I I don't have that much time on my hands. Oh, my God. Yeah. It, it took fucking forever. I don't know what forever is, but. I mean, sexually. what what, However long you consider having sex forever. <sighs> Anything past 30 minutes is too Yeah, exactly. Long. It's, <laughs> hell. it's hell. No one wants to do it's that. It's too much. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but that's why I... I broke up with him, and then we got back together, and then he died. Well, that's good. Don't do pills. That's not for you, but for everybody. I'm gonna keep doing them. I just, <laughs> I just want everyone to know, guys. Oxycontin feels amazing. Stop. I, oh no, wait. Oxycodone. They're both great. It's isn't it the same? Oh. Oh, wait, no. It's Percocet or no? I've had Percocet like for stuff, and I didn't feel any. I've had like Vicodin and Percocet before for like medical shit, and I didn't feel anything. Yeah. But then when I did the oxycodone for something, I was like, oh my god, I'm actually high off this. Oh my god. Well, no yeah, no, because that's the that's the one that's derived from opium. They're all derived. They're from o- opium. No, they're all opium. Oh, they're so bad. No, they're I would opium. never. I could never touch those. Even when I had. Um, like, I've had like a, I have a, like knee surgery. I had my wisdom teeth out. I had my tonsils out. I I didn't really. T- the only time I ever took Vicodin was when, after knee surgery. I mean, I'm not gonna not take. I'm not, I don't have an addiction problem with it, so I can take them. I just like I said, I did, I did it once because I had a like a neck thing. Yeah, I, was like, oh, I know your neck is all. It was yeah. Was yeah, it hasn't been bad. In oh, a long it's time. fixed. Yeah, yeah, it was just a temporary. Okay. I, I had radiculitis. I know, you told me that. That's what it's called. Yeah, I know. But actually... you're you're saying we've gone over this. I'm saying it correctly. <laughs> I know you are. It's radiculitis. Yeah, I know. It's a I... word I hear over and over again in my work. I, I learned that from a physiatrist. Physiatrist? Not... No, a physiatrist. What's no. a physiatrist? It's like a, it's a doctor of muscles. It's something that literally no one has ever heard the word before. I've never heard that. I, I, I don't think anyone's heard that word until I went to this guy. Physiatrist. When I tried to tell people I went to up that my physiatrist that I had radiculitis, <laughs> no one thinks I'm being literal. Why? Because it sounds ridiculous. It sounds like I'm making something up because I am, as you know, a jokester. Well, I mean, so people you assume think I'm, you're funny. And I also lie to people <laughs> all the time. Just, you do? Well, I always make them know I'm lying, but I mean, I lie to people, you know, to entertain them by just seeing how outlandish a lie I'll get them to believe. No, you just like to troll people. That's not trolling. Yeah, it is. No. Lying to people to see, like, how much they'll believe? 
Is that's the definition of trolling? No, no, no. Trolling, first of all, has a negative connotation. It means I'm trying to like <laughs> fuck with them. Trolling is like fucking with people. So you're not fucking you with feel. people when you lie about stuff. No, I'm just I'm just telling them a story that they're supposed to figure out is fake, and then I just keep adding details until they they finally pop. Do you do that to me? No. <laughs> it sounds like a lie. It's not. Is it not? the face you're making it's not so. no i haven't i don't think i've bothered to do that with you i don't remember it's not something i'm gonna commit to memory but yeah anyone i know well enough they're gonna they're gonna be trying <laughs> i'm gonna try to convince them of something that is like so but the problem is some people will just believe anything that you say with a straight face well the problem with me is that you, i maybe you don't know this but i'm i'm extremely gullible because i take everything i i want to be able to take everything that people say to me sincerely you know yeah. i believe people sincerely like i found out that my brother uh for like three weeks really believed that my snake was halfway in my toilet because my, my snake died and then uh i he was like oh did you flush it down the toilet i'm like yeah it just didn't make it all the way so now there's half a snake hanging up the side of the toilet and like weeks later he's like is it still there and i'm like <laughs> yeah yeah, it's still there. It's a skeleton now. Well, that's like totally. Every time I flush, it gets a little bit more in. Well, that's that's a little extreme. Yeah, he should not have believed me for that. That's not lying. That's someone not understanding what a joke is. Sure, but I grew up around, like in my family, like I would say my mom and my sister were kind of like that. They weren't very like, they're very literal people, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I think... I don't know. Maybe I am similar to you. I do like getting a rise out of people, like for sure. But I guess in different ways. Okay. That's fine. Like I'm kind of like intentionally aggressive with people sometimes. Yeah. Are you agreeing? Yes. Yes, you You are. think I do that? Yes. Yes, you do. Oh. You have an aggressive, loud energy. Uh, no, but see, that, but that's not really who I am. Though. Yeah, but you are aggressively loud. So it is who you are. No, I don't think I'm aggressively loud. You're the loudest person I've ever met. You are, every time you are laugh. Are you serious? You are, no, you are, come on. Don't act like I'm the first person to tell you this. No, you're, you are. Yeah, you. This is shocking information to me. And I grew up in a very loud family. Okay. You do not have an indoor voice. That's not true. I'm very quiet. Okay. I'm actually silent like 80% of the time. Okay. No, it's true. Like I do have, like, do you have this at all where you're kind of like, wait, would you call yourself an introvert or? I don't know. I don't think so. I, I would say I'm an ambivert. I'm kind of both. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I count as. Huh. Um, no, I would say I just really need like alone time and a lot of quiet time. And I get really exhausted socially. Like if I'm in a social situation, it's really exhausting to me. I but understand. like I can be outgoing, but I'm also very like quiet and keep to myself. Yeah, I'm sure that's all true. Still loud though. <laughs> I'm not trying to be loud. That I never said you're trying to be. I'm saying you are. Did you get voted anything in high school? By the way, no, no. <laughs> I think I was up for best artist, but I I wasn't really. That was a thing. No, I didn't really have any friends, so no one was gonna like vote for me for shit. You didn't have friends in high school. Uh, the end of high school, I did. Oh, we get to like the, the last year and a half. Core, I did. That was about it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have friends for like maybe the five years before that. Oh my god, I had. Well, I would say the worst year of my life was probably eighth grade. 
And I used to get made fun of. I used to get made fun of for like the dumbest things. Well, I mean, okay. The number one thing I got made fun of for was probably my laugh. Yeah, yeah, it's inappropriately loud it's not inappropriate no no i used to have like a nervous tick laugh like Hmm. after everything i said after every sentence i said i used to have like a nervous like thing after everything i said okay well they were right to make fun of that then because that's why you stopped you think so well you stopped didn't you well i started going to therapy i think that helped it got you to therapy no but (laughs) look how bullying makes us better I think I had it because I was so, like, I felt so, I don't know, like, attacked all the time. But I got made fun of for being tall, mm-hmm. you know, uh, my laugh. And yeah, yeah. I got fa- made fun of for being smart. Yeah, yeah. All things you should be ashamed of. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, like, they used to call me a name. A name? Mm-hmm. What name? It's an animal. Uh, you were, oh, oh, so they called you an animal. No, okay. They okay. Called me a... I think I can figure. Okay. Now oh, wanna, you want to guess what animal I want to guess is? what animal they called you. Okay. Heather, the badger Maruli. <laughs> what is that? Were you the badger? No. Okay. I was, no, I was a hundred percent sure it was going to be It's actually a, an animal that a lot of people, a lot of attractive women get called this a lot. Uh, an animal that mm-hmm. attractive women get called. Yeah. Like a fox. No. Or a, uh, uh, a horse. That's it. A lot of attractive women get called horses. Yeah. Okay. Like Julia Roberts. Right. Julia Roberts. Jennifer Lawrence. Penelope Cruz. No. Penelope co- Cruz. Who calls Jennifer Lawrence I've a horse? I've heard that about her. Who calls Jennifer Lawrence a horse? People. That's a, that's a nose joke when you say horse. No, it's not. I mean, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. Who, people have been making ugly jokes about her, but when she made Hocus Pocus, she was pretty. maybe the hottest woman alive. Very pretty. She was unimaginably hot in Hocus Pocus. Yeah, she's cute. It's ridiculous how hot she was. Calm down. No, it is. I <laughs> I only recently saw her in it, and I was like, I can't believe I my whole childhood went by. You didn't with, see that until no. recently? Yeah. I didn't you see just that. saw it? Oh, no, I didn't watch the movie. I just saw her in it, and I was like, wow, that's amazing. She looks like I was like, she's so much hotter as a witch. Yeah. Than like in real life. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's what people used to call me. Heather the horse? No, they didn't. Did, there wasn't all that pomp and circumstance. Was it that kind just of horse? Me horse? Just horse, not like stallion or just Mustang. Horse. No, they didn't call me. Or Clydesdale. <laughs> just called me a horse. That's they just not, called me a horse. Well, that's not very creative. No, it isn't. And then, like years later, like uh, it was a bu- it was mostly it was all boys. It was not any girls. But like mm-hmm. a few years later, like a few of them were like, "Oh, I had a crush on you," and I was like, "Oh, thanks for not saying that." <laughs> like they should have just said that. Boys are dumb. Mm-hmm. All children are. Yeah, but there were like a also people because I was like, I mean, not gonna. Not going to lie. I was a very hot 14-year-old girl. <laughs> I really was. I mean, I looked like a grown woman when well, then, I was yeah. 14. Yes, I'm With, sure you like, were. big boobs, I'm tall. Sure you were dangerously hot. I was. a 14-year-old, yes. Yeah. Yep. 
A few, I mean, a few. Derek Boggs had a crush on me, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, I thought he was so weird. You shouldn't use his full name. That could be defamation. No, I'm not gonna. Lie. No, I like him. He's a nice guy. <laughs> but anyway, like, he had a crush on me, and I was like, "This is weird." Blah blah. And now he's like really cute. You know, that's the way the world works. Uh, I guess that's too bad. Well, and he's he's over there in Colorado. I don't know where he is. Find him. He's probably in Colorado. But yeah, there's, there's, uh, oh yeah, who else was, oh yeah, Ryan Hughes was one of them. Mm, he's very good looking. Uh, <laughs> he does like Iron Man competitions now. And he was so mean to me. A girl liked me and now she's gay, which really makes me wonder what oh, yeah, you told me this. going on with that. Why? I think that happens a lot. But I mean, she's not, was she really, I, I just don't understand. She doesn't like men at all. Why, why did she like me? What kind of women does she like? I don't know. I'm not, I haven't really cataloged it. But she's very gay. So? Super gay. I don't think that's weird. So you don't think it's... Do you think she was just pretending to like me because she wanted to, to be straight? Or trying to say it's something about you? No. I don't no, think I'm just, I'm honestly just like if someone who... Like why... She said she liked me. Do you think it was she was confused? <laughs> do, that she was confused about liking you? Yeah. No. She's so gay now. <laughs> so gay? Not just like normal gay? Exactly, yes. Uh, not, she's know, butch? Yeah, like super butch. You know, that's interesting. There was a girl who, um, this was a few years after college. I was living in Colorado again. And um, a few of my really good friends, they were kind of like like Christian. Like they went to New Life Church a lot. You, you've heard of that, right? I heard in of that. In Colorado Springs. I don't know what it means. It's it's like one of those like evangelical churches that's like, you know, it's like a mega church, hundreds of millions of dollars. And um, one of my friends, I won't say his name, he was dating this girl who we'll call her um, Abby. Like I need to <laughs> name the full name of every guy who was ever attracted to you. No, he wasn't attracted to me. I'm saying that's why you're not saying his full name. You're oh, <laughs> I just throw it out there just in case the the D is still an option. Exactly. So anyway, um, this girl Abby, like she fucking hated me. Like, and we would like. I remember one time we went to some concert. I think it was like like the Death Cab. Like, oh wait, no, the Postal Service. Do you know that? No. Do you know them? The Ten year anniversary of their album. No. Anyway, so we went to that, and she was just like so rude to me all the time, like glaring at me, like being like very aggressive and she was dating my friend uh jack we'll call him and they were like together and they were kind of religious together um but now i just saw like maybe a few months ago i was on facebook and i saw her profile on facebook and i looked at it, i was like this cannot be the same girl this does not look right and it was her but she was like, you know, a butch lesbian with like short hair and she was like married to a woman. And I was like, oh, and now that I think back on it, everything makes sense about her behavior. And I have a theory that she was attracted to me. So that's why she was always mad just because she couldn't have she, you. No, not that. Because I think she Drove was just mad crazy. that she was attracted to women. Right. That's so why she was mad at you for the fact that you were like seducing her. <laughs> Or, or that I had whatever look it was that she was attracted to. I don't know. Is that a crazy theory? She confused it with jealousy. 
Right. So you're saying that the girl... Like, she felt threatened. She thought that I liked her boyfriend or something. But I really think what it was is that she was threatened by me because she was attracted to me. And that's why she was like, oh, he's going to leave me for her. She's so hot. I don't think it was like that, Sitch. Right. (laughs) Well, I'd still like to Is that a crazy theory? I really should. I'm just going to message her and ask her what was up with that. I'm just going to find out. You're going to ask her? Why did you... What? What are you going to ask her? You know... uh, because, you know, I just want to, you know, make her uncomfortable. I wanted to explain herself. No. Because she was mean to me also and then told me she liked me. But I think that's what people do when they're young. I don't. I would just give them stuff. It, it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work? No, no. Nothing I tried worked. Oh, my God. Pretty much my entire childhood. Sad story. I was always really into girls. And I just, it didn't work out. Okay. I mean, I deserved it, but really didn't work out i was i can i can absolutely say that persistence doesn't work all men should know that do not be pers- persistence does not i pay don't off. agree with that at and all. if a girl and when it does pay off that's not a girl you want to be with anyway oh my god no that is such a bad message i never try twice never never, never try twice yes what does that mean never never try to like meet a girl more like never do anything more than once with a girl never ask a girl out more than once never try to kiss a girl more than once D- never leave more than one message i never, don't agree with that never like <laughs> if a girl doesn't get back to you never speak to them again are you serious yeah yeah and you no no no, <laughs> no yeah oh no I, I live by that or wait does it work differently for men than for women no I, I don't care i'm just saying what i do which is you don't need to, and I don't really. I never really did that. I never tried more than once. I just found that a little pathetic. Hmm. But it's like, and at the same time, if, I mean, I guess I know what you're saying because w- when I do have guys like contact me more than once, like repeatedly in the same way, I'm like, mm. yeah, no, it's know. ridiculous. I think if Women hate no, because no, that's not necessarily true. Because if it's a guy I'm interested in, then why then, just say no? That's what I'm saying is like if it's a guy I'm interested in, it's not a big deal. It's like, oh, cool. You know, but why would he have if you were interested in him? Why would he have to try twice? Oh, well, you mean, for example, like you mean like texting to hang out or like something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Or texting like to talk to you and stuff. I'm just saying, no, a lot of guys think that they can just barrel through and we kind of need to deprogram that because it's stupid guy. This idea that like women want to see you show effort even though it's sometimes true, it's just bad because it creates a bad precedent. And then guys think that that every woman is simply an amount of work away from being with. And it's not like that. I mean, guys get so mad when girls reject them. Like, We need to just really teach people that this is not about... Well, I mean, I, I was kind of talking. I know you don't listen to my podcast, whatever. But <laughs> we had an I'm episode. I'm subscribed to it. That's all I care about. Yeah. I don't care if you... Just subscribe. Thank you. Anyway, so, um, yeah, we had an episode where we talked about the fuck zone versus the friend zone. Yeah. And because there is this idea where guys think that if they're in the friend zone, they can, like, work their way out of it. But there, there, there is no such thing as the friend zone. There's the fuck zone. So either you're in it or you're not. And that could range from a guy who is your friend to, like, I don't know, like, any type of relationship with a guy. Because, like, a woman... Like I like I could say personally, like if I see a guy like within 10 seconds, I know if I would fuck him Mm -hmm. like for sure. And it's decided then, you know, there is no like really working your way out of that. Except I did date a guy 
who was like friends of a friend of a guy I was dating when I met him. And we were friends for a while and then dated later. I mean, it's it's just... But that's different. I don't know what it means to say there is or isn't a friend zone. It usually just means it's the description of being friends with someone that you wanted to fuck, right? It does change. No, I would say people people see the friend zone more as like you're like stuck. Like you want to fuck them and then you like, you're like stuck on the outside while they're like fucking other people. Well, then right? why are you friends with them? Huh? You well, then why be friends with that girl? If if all you want is to just fuck her, like what's the point? I don't know. I That's like I feel like some I guys. Any, see, I don't have anything close to that kind of patience or like effort. That I'm never gonna like. I had a friend who uh, I've been friends with her for a long time, and her mom like hated me because she thought she was psychic and <laughs> believed that I had some kind of secret. And that I was like only secret about what? I don't know. She didn't even know. And that and that I was only friends with her because I wanted to fuck her. And I was just like, do you seriously think I would put that kind of time into fucking anyone? Like that's ridiculous. Like that's what I was offended by. I was offended by the very notion that okay. I would devote that much time to fucking one girl. Like eventually. Like, oh. That's just that's just ridiculous. Sure. Yeah. Like your daughter's not that hot. Relax. <laughs> my god yeah well like, I, I just wanted to be like i'm happy being friends with you sure i mean i per i consistently get like messages from guys on like you know facebook and instagram and all this shit and it's like they think they're like oh there was this one guy who was like hey um i don't know where the fuck he lives like where's that island place catalina or whatever and he's like um hey i'm gonna be in la like um are you like doing any show i'm like oh leave me alone like like i don't know you i don't need to know you you know if i was interested in you i i'm one of those women who like if i'm interested i'll like i'll say something but you know all, most women don't i mean there's but like don't you think it would be easier if they did well yeah but they don't so okay. most times you have to, you know, you have to try. You have to try something. Uh, women don't want to be the one who makes it that easy for you. You just have to recognize that if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I mean, I'm amazed at the messages that my friends, my female friends get on like dating apps. Uh huh. It is amazing the way guys. Sure. Because you have to understand also, you have to say something interesting in the initial message otherwise you won't get responded to anyway right and uh, with a lot of guys it just seems to be horrifying things that they say because they think it's going to you know get things started unfortunately it probably works sometimes <laughs> no i i like i don't respond to like 90 percent of things that people say to me but if it was a guy you were attracted to and all he said was hi would you respond to that i guess you would a lot of women wouldn't. If you just said hi? Yeah. Yeah. If I'm attracted to him. But listen, I can talk to somebody and within like two or three minutes, like know if they're like mentally on my level. Like I, that's the number one thing I cut people off for is like they're not, they can't keep up with me mentally. I'd oh, no, that, I, I agree with that. I you often, know, I often do something similar. I'll find out what someone majored in college and then ask a basic question about it. <laughs> Just to see if they if they if they're comfortable in their in their own comfort zone of intelligence. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> we established that. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> you're so whatever. No, what I'm saying is, is like I can tell. Like I'm not on. I was on Bumble for a little bit, 
and I I would just like look at what people wrote in their profiles and I could tell right away that they were stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hate, well, I hate, I hate the profile part. I do hate the uh, the sentence you have to say about yourself in that in that whole thing because right. I feel like nothing I say there is going to properly represent me. Yeah, exactly. I I feel the same way about myself, you know. Cuz I I'm very enigmatic. I know you think you have me figured out, but those can both be true. <laughs> that I could be simultaneously Yes. enigmatic and simple. No. I didn't you don't have to be simple for me to understand you. I'm pretty simple. I think you could be enigmatic and I can still get it. No, I think I'm pretty simple, but people just don't understand me. Okay. Yeah. I get it. That's I'm willing to accept that. Thank you. Um, no, because like people see outwardly, they see me being, as you said, uh, too overconfident. <laughs> too overconfident. Is that what you said? No, I didn't say you're overconfident. I said you have too much confidence in things that don't exist. Oh, like I thought you crystals. said that I was overconfident. No, like your crystals and your planets. You have too much confidence <sighs> my in crystals those and my planets. fake things. Is what I said. Hold on, it's not fake. Okay. It's not fake. Here's where you backtrack and act like hold on a second. Meanwhile, you're, you're, if I, meanwhile, if I was someone who's into astrology, you would be rattling off the things you 100% believe about the planet's alignments affecting uh, your life. What's your birthday? September 5th. Right. Okay. That's what I thought. I'm a Virgo. Yeah. I know that. Unfortunately, <laughs> not, unfortunately, every single thing people say is supposed to make you a Virgo doesn't apply to me. Are you serious? How? You're very Virgo-like. Right. Aren't Virgos supposed to be people who like to be flashy and wear jewelry? No, that's yeah, more like my are. sign. No, they are. I'm an Aquarius. Okay. And that means you what? I'm I'm an eccentric, fiery person. Right. Because you're an Aquarius. <laughs> but I have a Leo rising. Oh, so that yeah. It, that Wait, way, do you know? Because that way, if you don't match the things that uh, that Aquarius has, you can match things a Leo has instead. Hold on, let me look something up for you. Oh, you're gonna look up my star sign. You're gonna look up what a, a Virgo is supposed to be like. No, I'm gonna look up your rising sign. Okay. This is important because okay, so you're a Virgo. Yes. And wait, you said September fifth, right? Yes, that's a. So that's a something rising. So your first off, your birth card is the six of diamonds. So wow. we're gonna come back to that. So you, okay, you were born September fifth, and don't I know what year? So don't say that because we want to keep you that's, relevant in Hollywood. That's public knowledge. I can't really stop it. <laughs> is it public knowledge? Well, it's already Where, been, what it's, city were you it's born? It's already been in? said in like multiple roast battles. So. Well, oh, do you know what time of day you were born? No, you don't. No. You're going to have to call your mom. I'm not asking her that. Why? Because... I was born at 6.35 p.m. Okay. Well, <laughs> I was... Eastern I w- Standard Time. What yeah. city were you born in? Uh, Hollywood. Florida. Were you? Yeah. Huh. That is not weird. It's just a city. No, I'm not saying I it's was ra- weird. I was raised in like a clothing store on, the, on South Beach. Well, as a baby. Is that where Anna Nicole Smith died? No, she died on an island. Oh no, she died in in at the Hard Rock, oh, the Hard Rock. Hotel in. Oh, is that where she died? Don't question me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've, I've, yeah, I've been there at the ho- the Hard Rock in my okay, in, like Fort Lauderdale. Let, let's say you were born at nighttime. Would okay. you say? Yeah, fine. 
this might not be accurate if if you don't know the exact time. Yeah, just have as many caveats as you need to not be able to abandon this. Oh, shut up. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So if if this I put in six PM. Okay. So you're <laughs> This would make a lot of sense that your ascendant is Aquarius. And, by, and so you're saying if you change the time, it significantly changes what my horoscope is. It changes what your rising sign is and it changes what your moon is. Okay. Go on. I can see in your face how much you don't want to read what it just brought up because of how much it doesn't match. That is because not of how fucking much, true. Because of how much no, it the only clearly thing, doesn't The only thing I'm worried about is that it's not accurate. It says your ascendant is Aquarius. Which kind I don't know, maybe that makes sense. So basically what this means you just, is you just encapsulated the entire astrology this philosophy. <laughs> the words maybe that makes sense. <laughs> the idea of by the way, no one's ever gonna love you with that laugh. <laughs> My dad told me that once. Did you you know that, right? Yes, yes. I'm yeah, like, you I'm purposely just, He's not in your life anymore, so someone needs to tell you. Ah, shut up, I hate you. Garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood elitist mm-hmm. Hollywood in here. Florida elitist Yes <laughs> That's funny I should have thought of that before you did And I'm mad that I didn't Anyway let me read your birth card Because I think this does sound like you Yeah This does Go on uh, The six of diamonds person is a natural accountant They are aware of how much they give Compared to how much value they receive in exchange Their mantra is As you sow you, So you shall reap The universe seems to hold them accountable with swift rebalancing of the scales when they are out of integrity and honor. They are just as swift to mete out justice that they feel they've been wronged. That doesn't sound like you? Bull (laughs) shit. That sounds just like you. You're saying bullshit because that is you. Accountant? (laughs) I don't don't mean literally. They mean like, they mean like keeping tabs on like, like... What's the, like, virtue type stuff? Okay. Ah, fuck off. <laughs> okay. The energy of their Ten of Hearts and Venus suggests that they enjoy careers that are out in public in front of many admirers. Hmm. Uh, the Ten energy is a natural performer. They relish the good life as well as uh, influence. Uh, yep, here comes the flashiness thing that doesn't... They enjoy delicious cuisine, beautiful art, elegant and supportive surroundings. That uh, is a hundred percent different than me. I, I, I. You don't like art. I don't. Well, I mean, as an illustrator, to be honest, I've never been into art as like an observer. It was only something I wanted to create. But also, this the whole thing that always says Virgo is about wanting to be surrounded by nice things and opulence. I don't. I never cared about that. I the whole thing about wanting nice things around you, living in opulence, it's bullshit. Okay. The eight of spades sits in the Jupiter position in their life script, indicating determination and ambition to be well compensated in their career. Hmm. Uh, physical stamina and vitality are also a benefit of this card and are best utilized in practical pursuit of their goals. Um, even with the dynamic influences of these two cards, their Ace of Hearts and Saturn suggests that self-doubt or low self-worth may trouble the Six of Diamonds person. At times, a heavy heart inspires creativity and creative expression, an excellent avenue to lift the energies of the Six of Diamonds. All sixes of the deck represent the balancing of the scales, the karmic evening of energies out and energies in. For the Six of Diamonds person, the scales are focused on personal accountability with values. They have to pay their way through life and receive what is owed. No more, no less. 
Uh, people of this card are, and suit are here to experience life in themselves through values, acquiring worth, both material and immaterial, commerce, evaluation, financial matters, and business. Okay, now read a random one, and I guarantee... No, I'll read you mine. Okay. No? A random one? I'm saying... How would that work? If you picked any random one, you could find just as many ways that it applies to to me. Let me read you mine. Okay. And that actually sounds a lot like you. Yeah. The look on his face. Was there is any? That he, there listen, was nothing in guys, there about skepticism. Listen, you can't there see his no- face. You can't see his face, but he is he is befuddled right now. He doesn't know what to say because <laughs> it it is so accurate. You know that's not true. Yes, it is. Oh, for God's sake! Because he's very smiling. There was right nothing. Now. There was nothing in there. He's about being skepticism. very smiley. Okay, Ace of Diamonds. That's me. And I have no values. You're so full of shit. You're so full of it. Yeah, then, then I'm he, I'm here calling out a Hollywood Florida elitist right now. Anyway, Ace of Diamonds. So this is my birth card. Ambitious and hardworking, the Ace of Diamonds focuses on fulfilling their material needs nearly to the exclusion of all else. Independent and determined, they often gravitate toward leadership and entrepreneurial roles in life. Unfortunately, their personal relationships may suffer as a result of the singular focus of attention. Uh, furthering this relationship tension is the five of hearts in Venus with an inborn restlessness regarding relationship norms and constructs. The ace of diamonds person is likely to again, focus on what they want from life without limiting their options. They may begin a relationship with great enthusiasm and be just as enthusiastically pulled in another direction. Finding a way to keep their emotions steady can be a lifelong journey for the ace of diamonds, which is true. I'm I, my emotions get out of whack a lot. Uh, they're queen of diamonds and mercury and, energizes their skill at negotiating a great business deal. The three of clubs in Mars could encourage a ruthlessness in such negotiations, but most often expresses in a dynamic, expressive communication style. The combination of these two influences supports the enterprising nature of the Ace of Diamonds, and when harnessed in a positive way, nearly assures them of the success and admiration they so desire. Ace of Diamonds people are curious, independent, and outgoing. They often think highly of themselves as do-gooders in the world and can live up to that expectation if they don't become too engrossed in themselves. Their life lesson is to learn their self-worth as separate from their financial status or achievements. You really consider yourself a workaholic. Oh my God. Dave, yes. I'm an extreme workaholic. I've told you this. Yeah. You don't think I'm a workaholic? Why? You don't know me that well. Okay. (laughs) What do you mean okay? I'm just observing. Now, so which, so according to these, uh, Breakdown. So, which birthday is someone just a complete piece of shit? <laughs> what day does someone have to be born to just be a bad person? Oh, I don't know all of that. I mean, these are destinies cards. These are birth cards. So, um, I mean, so you would have to look up whoever. I mean, is there somebody you know who's a piece of shit and you have their birthday in your head? Sure. And what is it? Okay. Uh, do March fourth, nineteen eighty. I mean, I don't know who you're talking about, but we'll look it up. Exactly. That that that's why you won't be able to <laughs> No, this is fine. Shit. I mean, I can tell you're blown away. Right? You, why do you not think I'm a workaholic? Actually, maybe we should do April 20th, 1892. Is that Hitler's birthday? I think I'm wrong. Is that, that Hitler? <laughs> I think it's maybe it's 88. It was earlier. April yeah. 20th. Uh, hold on, let me get the actual 
Let me get the actual year. Hold on. Well, it doesn't go back that far. Oh, how convenient. On this calculator, it doesn't. Uh, uh, It goes to 1902 on here. Oh, okay. Then do Trump's birthday. (laughs) Okay. What is it? Uh... Trump's birthday? I can find it faster than you. Can you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because Wi-Fi sucks here. I have, I'm have. i on the Wi-Fi. June oh, it, 14th, 1946. Oh, that's right. It was, it was, Hitler was 1889. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't think I knew? You were talking about Hitler? No, I figured you knew. I figured you, you seem like the kind of girl who knows Hitler's birthday. Do I? Yeah, a history major. Mm-hmm. You know lots about Hitler. Shut up. I know enough. You probably know more about Hitler than his most trusted confidant. I'm making the hand motion for you to finish my sentence. Joseph Goebbels? Uh, Okay, we'll take that one. (laughs) Who are you talking about? Uh, I was was talking about uh, uh, all the other ones, but it could have been Gehring. Okay. Ava. Look, you don't need to. I just wanted to Eva see, Braun. I just want to see how quickly you can name anyone else from World War II. I hate you. Himmler, also. Himmler yeah, was, him, Heinrich Himmler. He was up there. There you go. I know his first name. Heinrich. <laughs> there you go. Uh, three of Diamonds. Deciding what they value plagues the Three of Diamonds more than anything else. Typical of all threes, indecision and, and this uncertain. is Trump. Mm-hmm. Deciding what they value plagues them. Yes. Well, that, typical. That's an indictment. <laughs> typical of all threes, indecision and uncertainty are hallmarks of this card. Uh, they are destined to have more experiences in life that teach them about values than any other card in the deck. Wow. <laughs> this is an indictment of your whole belief system. Another hallmark of threes is tremendous creativity. Tremendous. That's an interesting word. Uh, Three of Diamonds people have the opportunity to have two or more avenues of income while simultaneously worrying about their financial affairs in general. Once they decide how and where to apply themselves, this card can truly benefit from their spiritual gifts. Their life can certainly be one filled with challenges and obstacles, encouraging them to turn inward for spiritual guidance and support. This self-reflection helps to focus them on achieving their life task. With an ace of spades in Mercury, they may be inclined to harness spiritual energy and concepts in pursuit of financial abundance. An innate sense of manifesting from this ace of spades influence lends energy and vigor to this three's ability to create unique opportunities and experiences. Coupled with this ace influence is the five spades in Jupiter. They may enjoy a career that involves travel or at the very least some personal freedom to stimulate their natural creativity. Their seven of diamonds and Mars invites faith in their financial future, even though worrying about their financial affairs plagues them constantly. Once they decide how and where to apply themselves, this card can truly benefit from their creative and versatile abilities, possibly making them a multimillionaire. Creativity and values. (laughs) Creativity, values, and spirituality. That's what he would call it. That's what he would call it. Don't you think? Yeah. Uh, okay. Hey, that wasn't. That's not so inaccurate. I mean, yeah, it happened to be that it says you're going to be rich, though. A lot of these ha- seem to imply you'll be successful. There's like different iterations of these. And who do you think wrote these? Who with, do I think wrote these? With what basis? I don't know. These these date back to like uh, like Renaissance times because they are based on a 52 card deck. Yeah, which was an invented thing. 
Look, it's all bullshit. You believe in lies. <laughs> I believe in lies. Yes. Look, fine. It's fine. You don't look. Am I? I'm allowed to think what I think, and you're allowed to think what you think. I think everything you think is valid. Thank you. I disagree. <laughs> you disagree with what? Oh, sorry. I meant you're right about mine. I just I don't. You don't agree that everything I think about is valid or believe in. Or I don't you're know, wearing a I'm, crystal. This isn't. First off, this is a black onyx. Okay, and it's protective, and I need it. I wear it, and it helps me in, like, competition and other things. Yeah. 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 What? I'm just, just indicting You're just giving me a hard system. time. No, no, to be fair, I hate all people who believe in this. I don't, I, don't, I don't hate you. I'm saying I hate the belief in it. I think it separates people from the real world. And I think, I'm in the real fucking world. But I think it also, <laughs> It, I think it creates a wedge between people and reality that allows them to fall away from it further in other ways. Jesus. I think believing that everything happens for a reason is sort of a, sh- a road to madness because it depends on... No, how- I, don't ag- I don't believe that. Okay. I don't believe that everything happens for a reason. I think, I think there's chaos everywhere. Okay. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying you believe everything happens for a reason, though that's what this all is. This is about trying to reduce the chaos. No. Okay. It, that isn't what it is. That's not what astrology is. It's trying <laughs> no. to. It's trying to. No, it's like a, it's like a metaphorical. There, it's trying to see guide. order. Trying to it's, see order where there is none. We could talk about this all day. Yeah, let's not though. Let's, yeah, exactly. Else. Wait, have you ever seen a ghost? No. Okay. Have you? Of course. And were you in bed at the time? What are you saying? Did you feel like you wanted to get up, but you couldn't? Oh, we're talking about sleep paralysis? Yes. Was yeah, this, I've had that. Haven't I this, told you this? Was this during sleep paralysis that you this saw was a ghost? A, well, that's all. Sleep paralysis is different. Yeah, I know. It's. Have you ever had it? No, I don't get it. Oh, I've had it a lot. I've had it probably I don't know, at least 12, 15 times in my life. No, not everyone gets, most people don't get sleep paralysis, but when they do, it puts them into a mental state where they're susceptible to seeing ghosts. Sure. No, I had a, there was a, an incubus on top of me once trying to have sex with me. Yeah, no, and on your chest, so you couldn't get up. That's sleep paralysis, yeah. It wasn't on my chest. But it felt like something was pressing down on your chest? No, it was a guy literally trying to fuck me. Uh-huh. But it was an incubus. It was an incubus. Which guy? Trying to fuck me. The singer? Huh? <laughs> yeah, with the gauges, that guy. Mm-hmm. They were good before they were famous. It was him. Listen, make fun of this all you want. I am. <laughs> I was there. I know what happened. You saw a ghost? Well, no, I mean, I yeah, I've seen certain things, yeah. Is it because you were more attuned to the spiritual world? Something's going on. I mean, my mom, like, she she speaks to the dead in her dreams. She's also Puerto Rican. <laughs> so, I mean. What does that mean? Yeah, they believe anything. Right. Just. To, <laughs> <laughs> they believe anything. You know, she, she's, was she like Santeria, sacrificing chickens? No, not Santeria. She's Catholic. There's a lot of Catholics who do Santeria. No, I know. There, Like, there is a very interesting part of Catholicism where people are, like, super, like, into all this like uh spiritual you know yeah like azealia banks 
slaughters chickens. Why in do you closet. have to? Why do you have to bring her up? Because she slaughters chickens in her closet. She's crazy. I know. We're all enabling good, her. Good music. Some yeah, of it. no, people like her music, but she is mentally ill, and we are enabling. She's definitely mentally. We are Ill. enabling it by trying to act like it's okay because no, I don't think it's we okay. like her. I don't know about that. It's 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 bad for no. It's unfair to her. It's uh, like it's not. I feel yeah, like, I agree. Like I feel like I, I like I feel like people who like follow her and encourage the behavior, like same thing like Tila Tequila or someone, like they're they're just letting someone get sicker for their their entertainment. And I just feel like oh, she's oof. and I just feel like with Azalea Banks, it's like I would rather people acknowledge what's wrong with her so she didn't she can might maybe get help. I mean, she's also on my death pool, but. <laughs> Do you play Celebrity Death Pool? Yeah, I'm in one. Uh, I want to do that. I the, feel bad, though. I'm in the Mean Boys one. Uh, oh, they do a death pool? Yeah, and I feel kind of bad because I realize I'm checking up on people, hoping they're going to die. <laughs> and I they're, don't actually hope anyone's going to die, but I am yeah. checking, like, you know, some wrestler's heart surgery being like, ah, oh, fuck, it went well. A lot of these wrestlers die young. I mean, I... Because I, of the, the strain on their bodies, right? I've I put a lot of my uh, picks into into uh, fat wrestlers. Okay. I think that's really the way to go. Fat Do you wrestlers. have Lindsay Lohan on yours? No. Does anybody? If Lindsay Lohan was going to die, she would. I feel like this would have been years ago. You think so? I feel like uh, there's there's much more. There are people I think are way more likely to die right now than Lindsay Lohan. I mean, what about what's her name? Uh, the American Pie girl who's now like Tara Reid. Yeah, she's deathly skinny now, so she's more of a candidate. Now she's skinny, like she, even skinnier than she was. It's like yeah, it's getting pretty bad. Fuck. But I no, I don't have her. I have I have Aaron Carter, of course. Oh, that's a good one. That's a no-brainer. That's a good one. But yeah, mostly I have just uh, uh, fat wrestlers. Okay. I feel like that's what you, you want because you want to get people who are going to die young. Well, what about people who like used to do a lot of cocaine? Because a lot of people have heart attacks. Uh, yes. Used to do a lot of blow. I did pick the fat Baldwin. Which one? Daniel? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's just an alternate though. Daniel Baldwin. I also was thinking Hulk Hogan, but he's got the kind of the money to like try to stay healthy. But this is a guy who did a lot of steroids and coke for a long years, allegedly. And uh, I don't know, but it seems like he's going to last. I mean, Vince McMahon is still alive, which doesn't make any sense. Oh, he looks like he's on tons of blow, right? Well, I don't know if he's on blow. He's been doing steroids for years, he looks like. But I mean, he's, I never understood. But he's him. so old now. I never understood him. Vince McMahon? Yeah, it's like a persona, like slash. It's pretty easy to like understand. he's like a real guy, but he's also a persona or is well, he yeah. an actor or what's going on with he him? He decided he's to... always in character. Yeah, I mean, he basically is the character. He just decided to just use the person he is to become a character of just this, this evil businessman who runs a bunch it's of too much, you know, bodybuilders who hit each other. Yeah, I try not to. I mean, he's his politics are despicable. I remember during the Gulf War. Is he War, a conservative guy? Yeah. Well, his wife works for Trump. His wife is the head of the Small Business Administration because oh, I didn't know that. he just wanted wrestling people involved. Uh, she also, she's a very, very failed politician. She has some of the most expensive losses in American history. What's her name? Uh, Linda. Oh, yeah, Linda McMahon, yeah. Now, I remember, like, I, I was trying to get a job with them once, and it was during, like, the Gulf War, and, uh, or not the Gulf War, uh, during the, the uh You're aging yourself <laughs> well no not the gulf war the other one you know the, the, the iraq other war, one the iraq war uh the yeah. actual iraq war and how he had like he would just have wrestlers say the real points behind the for and against going to the iraq war and he just assumed that everyone there would be in favor of it and you could just tell that they weren't and it's like a lot of these people's kids are gonna die in this war like these people are not that excited Ugh. 
And the problem and the funny thing was like the person who was against it, who was supposed to be the bad guy, had better points because mm-hmm. there were so many there were so many better points right behind not going than going. Yeah. And they're like, just because the guy who's in favor of the war is bigger doesn't mean people are going to take his side. It mm-hmm. was really it was really funny. This was the same time where they had an uh, like an Arab character who was a villain even though he didn't do anything wrong, he was just a villain because he was Arab and he would get on stage and be like, I'm an American and I love this country and just because I'm Muslim doesn't mean I should be treated differently and then they would all boo him and then the good guy would beat him up. It was the most bizarre thing. Oh, he was supposed to be a heel? Yeah, he was a heel who would just be but like... But he was like patriotic. Yeah, he'd be like, hey, I'm an American too. I just also believe in Islam and, and I and I hate oh. terrorism and they would boo him and he got beaten up. It was really, really it's confusing. Crazy. It just really showed how horrible the politics were behind the writing. Yeah. Um, oh, we have to get going soon. But um, are you ever uh, are you ever gonna roast somebody again? What do you think? What do you mean? Are you gonna do a roast battle again? Well, yeah. Oof. And it just did. I've been. <laughs> I did seven in the last six months. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do another one. Look up Dave's roast battles on YouTube, guys. Yeah, some of them are on YouTube. I do a lot of them. I've, I'm. I'm nine and well, two now. Well, the ones at the stand are on at, YouTube. Yeah, I'm nine and two, so I guess four of them are out now. Mm-hmm. Um, um, at the stand, I'll 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 be doing more there. Yeah, and probably New York Comedy Club. I do those, but those don't get televised, or they don't right. get recorded. Actually, the, well, they do get recorded. Just those sound more interesting. I have to put those up myself if the other person is okay with it. Oh, but uh, yeah, my last one at New York Comedy Club was Christian Finnegan. Yeah. And then that was four days before I did the championship at the stand, which right. is Eli. Yeah. So I, the the Eli one's out. the The Christian Finnegan one isn't because I have video of it, but I'm not supposed to put it up because it was an untelevised. It was an unrecorded, officially unrecorded one. Sure. Well, he's you know he's Christian's got a you know he's got a reputation to maintain. <laughs> as and what? As a, a reputation from what as year? A, as a great comedian, and he Four. no, he was great. I just you know. He, <laughs> But, I know. No, since I won, I like him. But he's I one of the first uh, stand-ups I ever met. In no, he's person. great. He's a great guy. He's a really great guy. I, I met I, him like 2006 or something. No, I thought he was great. And uh, but yeah, that was the last two I did was him and Eli. And so I'll do another one soon. Yeah. That's the good thing about losing, though. I don't have to do one constantly now. Yeah, I mean, I've lost my last three. <laughs> I'm sorry. What's your record, Dave? Don't do this to me. Okay. Sorry. Five and six. Five and six, that's fine. You're, you're going against top competition. I am. Like, I'm not battling, like, people who are bad at you're this. You're not one of these people know? who, like, specifically just picks out new people to, the key, to pad their record. Right, exactly. There's somebody I'm thinking of right now. Oh, well, I mean, there's. More. I can think of a few people. Well, off the top of my head, I'm thinking of Robbie Goodwin. Uh, hey, Robbie. What's he, 10 and 1? <laughs> a 10 and 0? Is he 10 and 0? Something like that. It's something... He hasn't lost ever, but well, I want to battle him at the stand. Yeah, well, Comedy Fight Club doesn't count, so those whatever happens there doesn't count. Right, I told him. I told him I'll battle him at the stand. Yeah, why not? That'd be fun. That's, uh, it seems like it would be a good match. Well, yeah, and I think I would have some backing a little bit on that one. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not. He's not really known at the stand yet. He's done like one or two. Right. And uh, the well, when I when I battled there, I wasn't known there, and I think that's part of the problem I had. Well, they didn't really know him either. <sighs> they just, uh, you know, it sometimes the stand it can be very temperamental, and I think that at the stand more than even other clubs, like it's ve- they're very very reliant on just how the crowd reacts. The the judges are essentially just 
gauging the laughs. Yeah. And I've seen somewhere the person who I, occasionally you see someone like lose, even though they get the bigger laughs because the judge. Oh yeah, kinda, no. Well, I was looking at the, the comments on my battle with James, and like some of the comments were like, "Oh, she was better," and like somebody said that like one of my jokes was like, "This is a huge." Com-. They were like, "That was like a top ten all time roast joke." And I was like, "Yeah, thank you." Yeah. No, no credits. A lot of times the audience <laughs> just doesn't. Like sometimes the audience is just not on the same level. Sometimes they want really smart jokes, and sometimes they don't even get them. I mean, the last stand one, the one last week, like that was the worst audience, and everyone agreed. Everyone like that was the worst audience I've last seen. Last week, those. yeah, oh. like they were not getting anything clever. Right. They just did not understand the joke. Sometimes they just get in the wrong mood. Right. And it's like they get to this weird thing where like they just want to see people be mean without like jokes behind it, which is that that weird kind of alt-right contingent of mm-hmm. like roast battle fans yeah. that kind of ruin it because they don't get what the point of this is. Right. They think this is just a place where you can finally say what you're always thinking and not have society get mad at you. Yeah. And those people are ruining it. Yeah, that's problematic. Yeah. But no, seriously, I said this the last time I was in this room mm-hmm. when I was doing the roast battle uh uh, podcast oh, verbal violence um yeah the verbal violence podcast i said for i want to say to the trump people mm-hmm. who do like roast battle <laughs> fuck you yeah you don't get it no that makes sense we don't want you to get it yeah you, whatever you're getting out of this you're wrong yeah exactly i agree with that i don't know because i i like it's it's uh i don't know a lot of people don't a lot of comics even don't they don't respect it or they don't understand it or get it. Well, and I, the, they don't the respect thing it I, if they're bad at it. Exactly. Okay. Because there's one guy in particular I'm thinking of who's like, he's an open micer, but he, um, oh my God, everything with him, like if he has one bad set on an open mic, it's the end of the world. And I'm like, dude, like how many years have you been doing this? It's like, shut up. Uh, but anyway, like he's like, I don't like, I don't like roast battle, like, cause he knows that I'm like deep in it, you know, and and he's like, I, it's just like stupid. It's just, and I'm like, and in my head, I'm like, well, it's cause you don't know how to write a joke. Well, <laughs> like, a lot of yeah, because you know? people are terrified of a world where you can actually quantify if you're a good comic or not in a in a quantifiable way. Sure, because you either win or you lose. And that, it does well or doesn't. And you that's can't part just rely of, on shit. Well, We've seen what happens when people try to just use their act. Oh, yeah. No, and that's part of why I like it so much is because my stand-up is so, like, personal, and I don't really... I'm not one of those, like, set-up punchline comics. I It's mostly, like, personal, like, personal stories and stuff. And so me doing roast battle, it shows people, like, yeah, I can write a fucking joke, you know? And that's that's fun to me. Yeah, no, I like it. Yeah, for that reason, that like I want to be able to have an actual because if you have like a comedy competition, that's bullshit. Ugh. That's that ha- that. There's no way to look at that as actually in competition. But when you have people actually have to write these jokes for this, that's when you really see what people are capable of. And there are a lot of comics who are just terrified of being exposed for for not being good at what they're doing, right? Because they're not, right? And if you if you fear that test, then of course you're going to hate it. You're going right. to want it to be bad. You're going to want people to hate it. Yeah. And then I see people who hate it just because they think it's like a form of bullying, but that's just kind of a lazy way of thinking about something that's a controlled environment. That's like saying that anyone who fights in the UFC beats up people who don't want to fight them also. Right. It's just it's kind of a lazy way to think. Yeah, I think it's fun. I just I haven't done it in a few months. Well, I'm I'm going back to it. Good for you. <laughs> We got a TV show coming. April 10th. Everybody's got to, everybody's got to, you know. Calm down. Make their steak. Look. They want to, they want to get their TV credits, right? I'm a, listen, I'm worthy. Yeah, I know. I, I'm a, 
you're an established battler. You are. I'm beloved. Yeah, and you know you want to have a good mix of people. You know you can't just have all white guys. So you know <laughs> I'm at a disadvantage there, and I agree with that. Because you're a white guy. As a straight white guy, I mean. I mean, there's more of me than there's anything else in Roast Battle, and it would be a boring show if it was all people who looked like me. That's true. That's why, you know, for the show to be... That's true. For the show to, yeah, like, really a, a survive. Straight, a straight, uh, ethnically ambiguous woman. I have something going on. Yeah, you're not totally white. You're a lady. There's all kinds of reasons why you have a shot. Okay. Good. It's like I told James Pontillo. Mm-hmm. He wants to get in the show. Hi, James. He's really good. But he's also, you know, there's a lot of other comics that are maybe have higher profile than him. And I told him, I was like, you want to, if you want to get on the show, you really, if I this do really have a, a lot little to you, bit of a following. I told him, he, <laughs> I told him battle. that he really should gain like 80 pounds. You know, that's funny. If you he say became that. like, like more, he either needs to be like, well, well, no, that would, that makes sense. Yeah. He needs to be morbidly obese and then he'll, <laughs> he'll, he'll be able to stake that claim. He'll be that guy. Cause I mean, a lot of people. The token fat guy. Keith yeah. Carey's barely fat anymore. That's true. You know, we need, a, a, lot we need a real big fat guy. I mean, we're not going to let Kevin. I don't think K. Trevor Wilson's going to be on another season. Uh, Ralphie's dead. We need someone to fill that slot. Who are like some fat comics right now? Uh, well, for, well, there's Bruce. Bruce, I know because he's also my death pool. Um, <laughs> no offense, Bruce. I, I, I hope you're doing great. But you know, if anything, take. This I feel as a like warning. I feel like a lot of comics now are like in shape and healthy. That sucks. And are like getting in shape. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I mean, well, there's Gabriel Iglesias, sure. Which I would give anything for him to I think he could roast battle. I would give literally anything to watch him uh, <laughs> try to roast battle. That'd be so hilarious. Oh my god! There's no way. No. No, no. I, mean, I, I saw I've seen I've only seen a few minutes of his stand up ever. And it was a joke that the punchline was I'm Rick James, bitch. And I was so <laughs> somebody confused. I work with somebody I work with found out I do stand up. And you know what they said? They were like, do you know, uh, do you know, Fluffy? <laughs> yeah, that guy's a, <laughs> guy's got a great sense of humor. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I've heard of him. I have a theory that he's actually fluffy. I have a theory that Gabriel Iglesias is actually five feet tall. Is he? We just see him on stage and we think he's this big fat guy, but you actually could pick him up. Is he? Is he tall though? No, he's not tall. He's like normal size. But uh, yeah, no, I, I remember that's the only time I ever saw Gabriel Iglesias. It was just him telling a story and that with the cops, and then it ended with him not knowing what to say. So he goes, "I'm Rick James, bitch!" And the crowd applause. And oh then I my was god! Like, that actually, and I was like, he actually should be sued for that. You should actually literally be sued. That's infringement? Yeah. Upon Chappelle show? Yes. I don't know about that. I mean, he's just do, people, the... do they is that a trademarked phrase? It doesn't matter. That up? You don't have to trademark your your Yeah, you do. For, for it to be You stolen. have to trademark a phrase. No, but I'm saying if you're just doing someone else's act, you don't actually trademark your act. Oh, that no, you're right. It is kind of You don't trademark every line on Saturday night live, but you're still like if you steal from it, you're still stealing. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, it was. He's crowd loved it. Look, I've look, I've I've nothing to say about Fluffy. Are there any other fat comics? Are there any are there any fat comics that like you know who lost weight and and now I'm just like, what do you do, Horatio Sands? Yeah, well, Horatio was thin before and after SNL. He was thin before. Yeah, that's the weird thing. He got fat. what? I think he, I think they made him get fat. 
They made him get fat. No, I don't know if they did that, but I mean, if you see footage of him both before and after SNL, he's much thinner. But I mean, he's, you know, he's never really had like a big role. I'm trying to think of somebody on my level who's like a fat comic. No, let's think of like professional comics. No, I'm thinking of somebody who's like coming up or. I don't think there's a lot of people. I mean, are there any? There's no like. John. Michael Bond? He's not that fat. No, not him. Not him. He's not fat I, enough no, to be the fat this, guy. This guy who I'm thinking, let me make sure this is the, no, not him. That's not right. I don't know. He's a comedy store regular. I don't know what his name is. I mean, there's fat people. <laughs> there's plenty of fat people out there. I mean, but yeah. you, you, you don't want to have a whole roast battle season without somebody, you know, you can get fat jokes. To. Well, according to roast battle, I'm like the fattest woman in the world. So, well, that's just because people are, you know, just, they're just trying to work with what they, what they have in a moment. I'm tall. You yeah, know. you're big. That's the thing. You're tall. Don't so say big. Well, right. <laughs> because you're tall, those jokes work on you, and that wouldn't work if you weren't tall. So right. You do like a like if know. I was a few inches shorter, they wouldn't work. Yeah, like you can do like horse jokes about you because it's not like a fat joke. It's more like a big joke. You're just a large, tall woman. Large. Yeah. Don't you're, say a, about you're a tall woman. <laughs> and I'm tall. I faced a woman uh, who was like your height uh-huh. at a roast battle and of course i, I did she's a bunch taller of jokes than about me. what she's taller than me how do you know that i think she is erica yeah yeah i just did little jokes about her being a horse and a man that's just what you do great she's she's really hot mm-hmm. she's a very hot girl but of course i'm not going to call her a horse and a man for a roast battle mm-hmm. have a dick you know she's she's taller than me what am i supposed to say i don't know you're so tall and pretty <laughs> I want people should say that to me constantly. I have a new bit about how I I was on an elevator and this guy I get in and this guy's like, um, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but you are so beautiful. I was like, thank you. And then he goes, I love big women. I was like, fuck. Why'd you have to say big? And I was I was like, you mean tall, right? No, he didn't. He meant what he said. Shut That's up. why he said it because he thought that. I mean, I don't know what he thought. Maybe he thought that would work. Like, why would you say I don't that? Know. See, I don't like that. Yeah, well, you shouldn't say that. I mean, I was like, why does he need to so tell you? There's so many other words. It's like, it's, I mean, first of all, he, he said. He could just leave it out. You're beautiful. He right? said you're beautiful, which yeah. I think is a very offensive thing to say to a stranger. You should not be telling any strange woman that she's beautiful. You don't think so? No. No, no woman wants to hear that. I, I don't mind. Oh, I don't count you then. Uh, <laughs> I think no, you know what? Enough women don't like it that you still shouldn't. I I know there, I see plenty of women I would love to go up to and tell them they're beautiful, but it's like it's just it's gross. It's like you're not. It's weird. You're just not supposed to do that. Sure. You know I, I I'm I'm fully in favor of like women not having to worry about being like followed home and told they're beautiful like in the street. Yeah. Because I mean honestly, I saw this one. Uh, because you remember the video of like the girl who walked for ten hours, right? And, yeah, and the then, cat calling. Video. Yeah, and then people called it racist because it was all black and Hispanic men, and it was like, mm-hmm. well, I mean, that just happens to be the area that she was in, and she went through white, and it, white guys didn't really hit on her. And it's like, did she have a responsibility to not to well, put out the video? Because I, none and of white then also guys... like in New York City, like I, I mean, that's where you get well, cat I mean, called the most. Yeah, in New York City, and there's you know she. Didn't I've had set crazy out. things said to me in New York. But what's funny is that there was another one they did based on that where a Orthodox Jew walked through France. 
oh. part of France that has a lot of Arab neighborhoods, and they were showing the way that like he walked for ten hours, and people were like spitting on him and throwing things at him and yelling things at him, much more you know negatively than the woman. Even though like you know that's that right. was sexual, that was sexual, that still made her uncomfortable. But this was more just like openly saying I hate you. And this guy was like, it made me sad because this guy, like I was shocked because he was like one of these. Jews that like I grew up with like not like an Israeli look like a like an old-fashioned just chubby out of shape you know Ashkenazi European looking like Jew and I remember just thinking watching walk for 10 hours getting harassed just being like I couldn't believe that that fat fuck walked for 10 straight hours not for <laughs> a second you ever walk for four hours you wish you were dead oh no I yeah one of the longest I think this was over the course of weeks I remember the, the time I the longest period of time I walked in my life was at, it was at Barack Obama's inauguration in 2008 and I had to walk because cell phones weren't working and I got separated from my friends so I walked all the way from the Washington Mall all the way up to like North Adams Morgan and that was like five hours walking yeah it was unpleasant my feet hurt and it was cold yeah I, yeah, I, I would never just tell a woman she's beautiful unless we were already in a situation where that might be appropriate. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like a bad person trying to talk to strange women. Okay. I feel, I mean, it's happened. I have had conversations, you know, where you happen to find it, but it, it I'm not supposed to, right? Isn't that bad? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I like compliments. And I don't, I never tell A lot tell of women, women are different. I would never tell a woman why I'm attracted to her. That's just rude. She let her believe it's. Tell her why you're trying. Oh, yeah. if it's something weird and specific, don't yeah, say exactly. anything. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's why would you ever keep that to yourself? Yeah, you would. You should never tell a woman that. You should... <laughs> yeah, I was offended. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's like, what could you even say about a woman besides her eyes that doesn't come off like incredibly creepy? I don't know. Uh. Hmm. I wish she had said something about my eyes. Not if people talk about my eyes. Yeah, no one wants to fuck eyes. No one cares. My eyes are green. Nobody wants to fuck someone's eyes. It's not why anyone's attracted to people. You know, you're attracted to people because of, you know, the parts <laughs> that are like sexualized. I and don't it, agree with that. Know, I'm supposed to bring that up. I don't agree with that. I like big women. Where did he think that was going to go? <laughs> like, did he think you were going to be like, oh, thank God. I thought you just liked me in comparison to all women. Yeah, I have no idea, but now it's like a three-minute bit in my act. Oh, good. Yes, make something of it. I did, and, you know, I, I it's new, it's been working, it's great. So, All right, good. Yeah, okay. Good for him. <laughs> okay, we need to get going. Okay. So how, how do people find you? Uh, my name is Dave Cyrus, S-I-R-U-S, <laughs> and I'm on everything. Yeah, you can you can Google me and stuff. Yeah, Google Dave. That's the easiest way. Do you Google yourself? Ever? No, I get alerts if I need. You know. I Google myself. No, I, I know <laughs> I know what's on me if I Google myself. Yeah. So there's there's a lot because I'm my YouTube stuff. So yeah, he's a Hollywood, Florida elitist. I mean, a lot of it's under the name Brickstone because that's the character that my most popular videos were done under. Mm -hmm. But it usually. You can find it either way. Yeah. Oh, and look up Dave's Roast Battles on YouTube. They're really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. They're really good. I thank like you. them. No, thank you. You know my opinion on the last one, but we don't need, We don't have time to get into that. I don't think I did. That's funny. I don't remember what you said about the last one, but uh, thank you. I thought it was a little unfair. Oh, well, <laughs> sure. Thank the you. The judging was unfair. Anyway. The and last you can, one? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Okay. If you say so. I don't I, know. I, I rewatched it a couple times and I really feel that you won the first round. Oh, well thank you. That so that those are your comments. No, I didn't make any comments. Oh, okay. Not to I did yes, yeah, a lot of not fighting. to rain on your parade. I do see a lot of fighting on I my, liked uh, the comments, comments that were in favor of yeah. you. I was like, yeah. I do see a lot of I, I there's agree. a lot of comments of people fighting on that video. Yeah, people really love to fight in YouTube comments about roast battles. <laughs> yeah, and then they never seem to quite understand it. Yeah. Like they really misunderstand what the po- like they really think it's about how who can think of the meaner thing to say about someone. And then they're like, "Oh yeah, you could see how much his feelings were hurt by that one." And I'm like, "I've never seen anyone give a shit about a roast battle joke." I there There was one I was going to kill myself over, but when you see, <laughs> like, whenever you see people look, look upset while being roast battle, like they're upset because they're losing. They don't sure. care about the joke. Yeah. Okay, I need to make sure. Let me just. What was the joke that hurt you? <laughs> Mike Schmidt did it. Oh yeah. The joke was I found out Heather's iPhone passcode. Then he paused and he goes, "It's the last four digits of her weight." <laughs> oh, that's good. That's a good joke. Shut up. It's a very good joke because you because you definitely weigh less than a thousand pounds. <laughs> Or 10,000, as it is implied by I the do. last four digits. I do. Because, I mean, yeah, realistically, there's no way your weight is in the thousands. That's not humanly possible. Thank you for so explaining joke. the joke. And you guys, uh, hold on, let me plug my dates. Because people do listen to this. Great. Thank you. Uh, oh, yeah. So Sunday, April 1st, I'm at Chatterbox Comedy Night in West Covina. Then April 3rd. Oh, I'm at uh, the Tuesday show in Costa Mesa. You know, a show that pays money. That's good. <laughs> and then April 10th, I'm roast battling Guam Felix at the Comedy Store. So that's it. You guys can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Fixed Air Heather. Yes, which is a reference to my astrological sign. Sorry, guys. Okay. Um, I guess that's it. Okay. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me on. Oh, no problem. He'll be back at some point. Okay, bye. <laughs>